What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast, where the bases are always loaded, and we will give you the information for your fantasy teams to knock it out of the park. My name is Tyler St. Jean. As always, I am joined by my two co-hosts, Brandon Duff and Nick Frazier. Brandon, week three, NFL slate. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to week three. Uh, Ready to break down the slate. Yeah, let's get after it. How are you doing, Nick? I am happy, but I'm not because I'm 0-2 in both of my leagues. Tyler, you son of a B. You you took me out this week. I'm a little upset that I was hoping that would be my first win, but, you know, Good job. Great job. Um, yeah. I'm trying to turn the corner, man. That's why I'm looking forward to this show. I need some help. And I think you guys are the ones that are going to they're gonna push me in the right direction. Yeah, I have to say, after watching this Monday night in our home league, I had Aaron Jones. So, yeah, I was just dealt the... Uh, the savior. Yes. Pull out that victory. <laughs> I was pretty ecstatic Monday night. Got to go to bed early. He sent me to bed early. <laughs> yeah, Nick. We uh, in our in our uh, big big dynasty league. Me and Nick had uh, neither of us put up very good weeks. I squeaked yeah. out a victory. I think it was actually on the on the sleeper app that we use now. It said there was the uh, narrowest of victories in the league. So yes, yeah. Um, you know, I beat you out. I squawked one out, if you would, by a few points over you. Uh, and I think I barely cracked 100 points. So we're, we're both looking for more points <laughs> yeah. for our fantasy teams. Honestly, a real, it, like at that point, it really came down to, you know, my kicker and defense yeah. because my kicker got me a big old goose egg. Don't oh, man, I, got, I have like if, the best kicker in the league right now, Daniel Carlson, just booting him hey, through. It, you know, defenses and kickers can win you some weeks. Don't sleep on those uh, positions, but we're playing right, each other, the... Nick. We're playing each other, so oh, we are another oh, Grand man. Slam one back Grand to Slam back. matchup right here. Yeah, back to back Grand, Grand Slam matchup. Once another once we're Grand... done with this week, we don't face each other again. Did you two yeah. face? Not yet. No, no. we're like last no. week. We played me and Brandon. Oh. So uh, there's another Grand Slam battle this week. I like it. I like getting those uh, some of those battles out early. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping my I hope my team sort of clicks on at least is one position that I'm. Week yet, and actually two, but yeah, 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 it's gonna be tough. I cannot go on three. You just, uh, you never know. Some weeks, some weeks it doesn't click, some weeks it clicks. That's that's fantasy for you, right? Uh, heading into week three, though, before we get really into the fantasy aspect of the show, uh, we like to do a couple games that we're uh, intrigued by, just talking about the NFL season. Like I said, it could be a little bit about fantasy too, but. Um, I'm kind of just looking at like the NFL as a whole here, uh, playoff implications. I know it's still early in the season, but just looking at some teams that are supposed to be contenders, pretenders. Uh, Brandon, week three, what's a matchup that you're, uh, you got circled on your calendar, if you would? Yeah, I think one of the great matchups heading into week three is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams. Got two, uh, two and O teams facing off. Get to see uh, if, this Tampa Bay offense is legit. The Rams defense has been pretty stout this year. So I'm excited to see Brady go against the Rams defense. You know, it just should be one of the, you know, good game this week. You get two of the top NFC teams going, going at it. So 
It's one of the games I'm excited <laughs> to watch. That's actually one of my games I have too. So I don't even have to really mention that uh, for my intriguing matchups. That probably is the game on the uh, week three, you know, schedule that probably game of the week, if you would, before, you know, before the games start. Um, everything you said is absolutely correct. I'm interested also in seeing if the, the Rams can somehow slow down the Buccaneers. I know the first two weeks they've looked unstoppable on offense. I also heard, uh, I think this is true. This is Tom Brady's first time playing in Los Angeles. Um, you know, people look at Tom Brady as a star, you know, he's, uh, he's uh, in the land of uh, Hollywood now over there in LA, uh, getting his first professional start playing in Los Angeles. So I'm hoping there's a lot of stars out for the game to watch Tom Brady and, you know, one of his last seasons in the NFL. And, uh, it should, it should be a doozy. Nick, are you, uh, you watching this game Sunday? Well, yeah. I mean, that's out of, um, there's not many games I'm like really interested in, um, there's really not. This, this week's kind of a left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, like I'm looking at the schedule right now, and there's like the three games at the bottom here. The night game, the two night games are pretty intriguing. But um, yeah, this one's great. And uh, I was reading earlier that it's potentially. I think Brady only has like 490 yards to go to break a break a record or for passing yards. And if things go perfect he might just do that in new england next week depending on um wow. yeah which i don't know how you can line that up any better but unless he of course breaks it in la um yeah no that's that's probably not gonna happen. yeah unless he, he'd have to throw 500 yards yeah, which no. not not against the rams that's not gonna yeah okay all right hey every time somebody says tom brady can't do something he goes out yeah. and does it no, so. I'm, I'm confident in saying Tom Brady's not going to throw up a five. But, uh, okay. All uh, right. Yeah, also, uh, sneak peek into next week's episode, Patriots-Buccaneers will most definitely be uh, one of my two intriguing matchups that I'm going to pick for next week. But we haven't even gotten that far yet. Um, my second – well, that was one of my first, Brandon. What's your second? Uh, the second one I have is Green Bay versus San Francisco. It's another okay. NFC matchup. Um, Green Bay got their first win last week. I thought they looked terrible in week one. You know, I want to see if their offense is for real. They put up a pretty big game against Detroit. So San Francisco's defense is legit. And I also want to see um, Debo, if he can hold his own again. That San Francisco backfield, there's a lot going on there. So I think this should be an interesting matchup. And I also, the there's a player I'm pretty interested in is Julio Jones in the Tennessee Titans game. I just want to see what his role is like. He had a big game last week. But, yeah, like you said, there's not great matchups. So I was kind of looking for players maybe that that I thought – like I, I was talking about Mike Williams last week, and he had another big game. But, um, yeah. I, I, yeah, that was, that was my uh, wide receiver stud, big Mike. Yeah. I guess if there is a game – I mean, if you want to talk fantasy purposes, uh, you know, play anybody on Arizona. <laughs> Playing Jackson – Jacksonville comes up every week. You know, and the way the Cardinals offense has been rolling, this could be another monster outing for yeah. Kyler Murray and the boys. Another and uh I guess I'll go to my uh my team, Atlanta against the Giants, just because they're both oh. 0 and two. That's, that's an awful <laughs> game. I'm not looking forward to that game at all, actually. Yeah, but maybe they suck Unless so bad like Giants it looks Falcons better fans. because they, you know, put up numbers on each other. Who knows? 
Yeah. And I am a a Falcons fan, sir. All right. (laughs) I will bring it up. (laughs) You enjoy that game. (laughs) No, before we we get into studs and duds, uh, my uh, my one other matchup, though, actually, that we we haven't mentioned yet is uh, the Chargers at Kansas City. Kansas City just lost by a point to Baltimore. They should have lost to Cleveland. Kansas City should be 0-2 right now, but they're 1-1 because they squeaked one out in week one. Uh, and the Chargers are no slouch. Like they're a pretty decent team. They'll put up a they'll put up a battle against Kansas City. I want to see how Kansas City comes out and looks. Like, are they going to be like really a, like you know PO'd? Are they going to come out and just you know show that off, the offense just goes insane against the Chargers? But I, I think it. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and I think LA's got a shot. And you know, if if that's the case, if Kansas City falls to one and two already this early in the season, like I said. I think Cleveland should have beat them week one. So Kansas City hasn't uh, – the defense has not looked good at all. They haven't been looking like, you know, that Super Bowl AFC favorite that uh, they've been the last few years. So we'll, we'll see how they look. But um, all right, guys, time to get into our studs and duds segment. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is your first week listening. First of all, uh, where you been the last, like, you know, 15 weeks. But um, what we've been doing here is – uh, picking one position, you know, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. And we're going to give you who we think is a stud this for week three, who's going to put up uh, some pretty good numbers. Uh, and we're going to put someone who we think is a dud, who, uh, you know, we're kind of down on going into week three, either, either matchup, game script, uh, whatever. We'll tell you when we uh, tell you about our players. So let's just start with the quarterback position. We always start with our studs. Brandon. Who do you have for a week three stud? My week three stud will be Teddy Bridgewater. He's going against the New York Jets. So far, he's thrown 35 pass attempts a game. Um, he's top 10 in yards per attempt, passing yards and touchdowns. He's had an 84% catchable pass rate, which is number two in the league. He's got 12 pass attempts in the red zone, which is also top 10. And he also has five red zone rushing attempts, which is number two for quarterbacks. He's been put in a good position all year by the Broncos. They've let him throw the ball deep so far. Um, he doesn't have a great percentage on his deep throws, but they're letting him throw it. They know that he won't like get into trouble. I don't think he has any interceptions this year, if I'm right on that. I'm pretty sure he's got zero. Um, I know we lost Jerry Judy week one, but Cortland Sutton has proven to be a number one when he's had his chance. So, yeah, I like Teddy going into week three. Yeah, you know, you can do a lot worse than Teddy Bridgewater this week. I I don't know if he's, like, necessarily going to, like, win you, like, a week, like, this week. Like, if you're in playing daily, um, I'd probably stay away from Bridgewater. But if you're in a very deep league or a two-quarterback league, I uh, I definitely like Teddy Bridgewater this week against the Jets. Uh, they haven't, you know, done anything at all this year on defense that looks uh, spectacular or good. Um, you can definitely run against the Jets, though. So, uh, you know, I think Gordon and Javante Williams uh, might split uh, a lot of carries there and could have big days. But I like when you just mentioned that he's uh, top 10 in a red zone, um, you know, passing attempt. So they are uh, looking for ways, you know, near the goal line for Teddy Bridgewater to uh, accumulate some fantasy points. So, um, yeah, you know, the Broncos, the first two weeks haven't had good matchups. I think the Giants, the the Jaguars and the Jets. So they've, they've uh, got a soft schedule to open up the season. So while Teddy Bridgewater has been doing well, uh, 
stay with them this week for sure. I I agree. I mean, he's looked pretty good, and it's the Jets. I don't see there's not many better matchups for a QB. Uh, I do agree it could be more of a run um, a run first game, but you know I'm sure Bridgewater will have his opportunities. He'll be able to put up numbers. There's not going to be much resistance. He's a he's a great play if you're kind of struggling, if you had a guy who's – I don't know if anybody's really hurt right now in the QB department, but um, if you're rocking somebody like Ben Roethlisberger and Teddy Bridgewater, I'd play Teddy Bridgewater over Big Ben, you know, something like that. All right. Nick, who's your QB stud? My QB stud, and I, I know we laughed that I just brought this matchup up, but – uh. QB stud this week is going to be Danny, Danny Dimes, Danny I, I Jones. Don't I don't hate it. And uh, that's mostly because I was I was saying there's not that much better of matchups for an offense to go against. Well, Atlanta is one of those off those uh, defenses. And uh, man, uh, Danny is actually for fantasy purposes has been pretty good for um, for the waiver wire. I'm sure nobody's been starting them, but uh, I don't see that going away. And, you know, this, to this week's as good a time as any to load them up if you want to uh, maybe in daily uh, more because I know people probably aren't comfortable starting Danny Jones. He's, he's not great. But, you know, for those fantasy points, maybe you've been rocking somebody who hasn't been doing that well. I can't see much, a much better matchup than starting somebody, especially him with his legs against uh, Atlanta. What do you guys think, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, you just brought it up there at the end. He's got 122 rushing yards this season. He's only got two passing touchdowns, um, but he does do it with his legs, and that's pretty important in fantasy. So, yeah, he's playing a weak Falcons defense. I can definitely see him putting up some big – I mean, he's put up big numbers so far this season. I think he's top – he might be like a top five or six quarterback so far for fantasy points total. So, yeah, I can see Jones putting it up against the Falcons. Yeah, so in my end, uh, juicy matchup for sure. Atlanta's, Atlanta's secondary just does not look good at all, just like they didn't look good last year. That's continued into this season. Uh, I think you mentioned – you both mentioned his legs. He had like 95 rushing yards Thursday night last week against Washington. Uh, so, you know, it will give him a, a safe floor, uh, definitely against the Falcons. Um, and I think he has a high ceiling in this game too just because of how bad – uh, Atlanta's defenses can be. Um, Sterling Shepard has looked good this year as a weapon for him. A lot of people think Saquon's going to have a, a better game. Um, you know, if he can dump some off to Saquon in this game. Um, Slayton, you know, he he had a deep touchdown. He dropped the touchdown. Um, so he should have had, actually, that could have been three touchdowns he passed mm-hmm. in this year for uh, Danny Dimes. So, you know, he, he's been looking pretty good this year so far. And um, I didn't realize how good of a Russian, Russian quarterback he was to start the season. But, you know, that's for me, that's huge. If you're a QB who who can do it on the ground as well as, you know, throw throw the ball well some days, then, uh, then yeah, then for sure I'm, I'm with you. I can see Danny Dimes having a big week three. Uh, my QB stud, uh, Kirk Cousins. The Minnesota Vikings, he's playing uh, Seattle. Seattle, uh, 
the defense, the last, the first, I'm sorry, the first few weeks of the season has looked awful. Uh, I think you can run all over this team. Uh, Delvin Cook was a little banged up. He had like a little bit of an ankle sprain. I just uh, recently saw that. I guess the coach said he's going to have his normal, his normal reps, but that's just the coach saying that, you know, we're not really sure how he's going to be feeling on game day. Um, you know, they, uh, he just had a good game against Arizona. I know we, we mentioned last week, Arizona has a good pass rush. Their defense is, has been playing well, but uh, you know, cousins kind of wasn't, couldn't really stop them against Arizona. They're going to be at home at Minnesota. And uh, it looks like KJ Osborne looks like he could be a potential good uh, number three receiver over there in Minnesota. So, um, you know, I can just see them going up and down the field on Seattle. And I think uh, Cousins may be able to find the end zone a few times. What do you get? What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I like Cousins this week. Um, like you said, I think Seattle's defense isn't great overall, especially in the passing game. I Cousins has looked good so far this year. And I think I read a stat today that said since Cousins has been in Minnesota, he's scored like 26 point something fantasy points per game at home. He's been like a really good home quarterback. So that's yeah. another stat that just backs up what you're saying right now. Um, yeah, Cousins is a guy I'd look to this week. Nick? Uh, yeah. Uh, stud numbers? I don't know. I, I can't really. I've never been on the Kirk Cousins bandwagon. So, uh, I mean, against who are they playing this week? I'm they're sorry. Playing the Seattle Seahawks, who have a miserable defense. <clears throat> and they're playing in Minnesota. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I, I could see it being somewhat of a shootout. Hey, Nick, me and Brandon are on the train. You coming with us? You hopping on? <laughs> or you not? We're leaving you by. What are we man. doing here? I, you know what, man? You guys can go. Take off. Don't wait for me, man. I'm not. I'm not chasing the train. All right. right. Me and Brandon are on the. I'm not gonna be that guy, and I'm gonna hit myself on a, a light Let's pole go. as I'm trying to jump on. No, you can take right. Kirk. You can take Kirk Cousins all the way to <laughs> wherever you're taking him. I don't even know, but I'm out. I'm out. Right. Nick Frazier out on Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Brandon, who is your uh, QB dud? Who are you out on this week? Yeah, so my dud this week is Jared Goff. Um, he's actually put up some pretty good numbers this year. I just, the weapon, he just lacks weapons around him. He's got TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. I feel like Jamal Williams, while he's probably a good teammate and real-life football player, I think he's pretty mediocre as a fantasy player. Um, he's not thrown the ball downfield this year. It's his lowest yards per attempt of his career so far. I just going against Baltimore too. I think this could be a very, like a game where you see the Ravens just run the ball a lot, take the lead and just, you know, one of those games where they just run the clock down. But yeah, golf isn't a player I'm looking to start this week. I don't know. What are your thoughts guys? Tyler? You know, yeah, I was watching Monday night. I, I don't think Jared Goff is like is as bad as some people like think he is. I was watching some throws he was making. He's not that bad. Um, I just Detroit's got nothing for receivers right now. Nothing Tyra at all, Williams man. It's is, crazy. Yeah, they like they, they have, have young Amon. players. Cephas has looked okay in St. Brown. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I kind of like Cephas a little bit. And yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown's only a rookie, but Hawkinson's just going to be a target monster on that team. And and you're right, he just seems to be dumping it off to to Swift and and, and Williams and. It's almost like, you know, his his yards kind of can be capped at times because you're not going to get 
you're not going to throw for 300 yards when you're dumping the ball up to your running backs and throwing it to your tight end most of the time. You know, you could you could get lucky and get a couple of deep throws to Cephas or, or Brown or guys like that, but against the Ravens, and I know the Ravens' defense hasn't looked good this year, but they're still – Again, I'm not. I'm. I'm never like gonna bet against the Ravens' defense. For some reason, they always bring it at some point. Um, tough matchup, Jared Goff. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel comfortable throwing him in there. My starting lineup. I I agree. I'm not really like uh, Kirk Cousins. I agree that uh, with you, Tyler, that he's not as bad as everyone thinks. But um, this week against the Ravens. I don't know. I wouldn't. I'd be looking elsewhere. Danny Jones or uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I that wouldn't feel comfortable necessarily any week starting golf. So yeah, I'm on. I am on this train with the uh, out on golf boys. All right, all right. Last chance, Nick. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you hopping on? No, 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 no. You guys, why didn't you guys take off? (laughs) <laughs> please go all right i'm sorry we were just we were gonna take off and then like we had to wait five more minutes to take off so i was just giving you one last chance to hop on uh, but all right who's your qb dud this week uh so i i think i'm just i was kind of looking through the schedule and it's tough for me to tell but i'm just gonna go with the game um the game I'm going with is the Washington Buffalo game. I think that's going to be more of a uh, defensive battle. I know Danny Jones actually did put up some numbers on Washington, but Josh Allen hasn't really been the uh, elite guy he was last year. Um, he's kind of struggled to get things going. Heineke is his second game. Buffalo just shut out Miami. Uh, granted, Tua did go down. Um at some point in that game, but I think it's just going to be a low-scoring game. And I'm really calling this out, so I hope uh, my call ends up going the opposite and it ends up being a shootout. So Josh Allen has some big numbers, but (laughs) I can see it definitely, you know, I can see it definitely not going well for either side and it being kind of one of those, you know, it's like 10 to 3 or 10 to 6 at halftime type of games. I don't know. Uh, what do you What do you guys think? It's supposed to be windy too in Buffalo. Go ahead, Brandon. What do you think? Well, you know, I the Washington's defense so far hasn't, you know, been what people thought they were going to be coming into the season. And Herbert also looked good against them in Week One, even though he didn't throw any pass. He might have thrown one pass and touchdown, but he looked pretty good against them Week One through for over three hundred yards. And like you said last week, Daniel Jones also looked good against them. Um, this could be uh, this could be the you know the week Josh Allen comes out, so I don't know. But oh, and if it like is, then that. I could see Washington trying to play catch up and it kind of yeah. be a back and forth. But uh, Taylor Heineke threw fifty, I think forty nine or fifty times last week. So I don't know. I I feel like maybe I'm quarterbacks off. could put up points in this game. You know, yeah. I'm, I th- it could it could be a deep like you said the Buffalo Bills had a shutout last week and you don't see that often in the NFL anymore so yeah yeah, yeah. and if it's supposed to be windy in Buffalo then then yeah I don't I can't see how Heineke puts up like big numbers that's that's for sure Josh Allen on the other hand you know he's got the rushing ability um, people look at it, the stat lines at the end of the games but if you were watching the game he kind of had a touchdown like where he dove too early for the, like, it was kind of it was an easy touchdown if he. Yeah, I guess like he when you dive near the 
he dove and like gave himself up, I guess they said, like before he crossed the goal line. So that was easily another touchdown that he should have had for himself. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, don't, I can see like him being a dud as in like going into the year, he was everybody's like second quarterback and draft usually taken. And I can see him falling out of the top five this week for quarterbacks. I think this, I can mention, I can probably think of five quarterbacks going into week three that I would, you know, probably predict have more fantasy points than him. But um, I still think Josh Allen finishes top 10 this week though. So. Yeah. I just okay. feel like the bills throw no matter what they throw a ton. And yeah. we've just seen, two quarterbacks in a row throw on the Redskins, at least put up yards on them. So, yeah, I could, see, I could see it potentially being a, a maybe, back and forth. Maybe I just needed a little bit of a uh, – I don't know. You guys consoled me, I guess. Josh Allen's like, your nah, bullets, nah, though. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I make calls and then the hey. exact opposite happens. So It's totally fine. Me and Brandon are heading to Minnesota on our train. You can go take the Josh Allen train up to Buffalo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, my I QB might hop dud, onto though, Nick's train. Yeah, <laughs> my QB dud. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jameis Winston at New England Patriots. Uh, you know, week one, he looks great against uh, Green Bay. Come to find out that entire game was just a fraud game, I feel like for the New Orleans Saints. Then not the team. Well, I they only have one other game, though. So I mean, the second one. Carolina, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But it I'm saying completely different team. What? All right. Last week, one of my intriguing games was Carolina in New Orleans, and it was because I wanted to see if New Orleans was for real. And I clearly got my question answered by this game. I feel like New Orleans <laughs> was a fraud team week one, right? They're just not the team that they looked like beating the Packers and wiping the floor with them. And everyone thought, Oh, they could be a good team this year. Wrong. Uh, they're not, they're not, they're not going to be a good team this year. I feel like they're going to be an okay middling team, but they're not going to be a, a playoff bound, like making noise team. Um, yeah. They look bad against Carolina last week. Uh, I'm not even really sure who Jameis Winston's besides Alvin Kamara, who his weapons are. Uh, Marquez Callaway hasn't looked good. Uh, and he's rolling into New England, who just uh, just pretty much made Bryce Wilson see ghosts again, right? It was uh, was that Sam Darnold who was seeing ghosts, but now it's Sam Bryce Darnold. Wilson. He threw like you know four interceptions, looked awful. So yeah, I think Bill Belichick's a good enough coach that he's in a game plan against Winston. They're gonna probably take Kamara away from that from away from the game, um, so he can't really be dumping the ball off much to him. Um, I just see Jameis Winston having a rough time at New England. Nick, what's your thoughts? I I feel another four picks coming. Uh, you were saying that, you know, yeah, they look great week one, but Jameis Winston threw the ball 20 times. You know, it was all field position. It was all defensive plays. Green Bay didn't was not prepared for what had happened. Uh, they made their own mistakes. They dug their own grave, and the Saints Fraud just victory. were Saints were just Fraud. happened. Saints just happened to be able to capitalize on those Fraud mistakes. <laughs> I'm not saying they're so maybe there's maybe there's somewhere in the middle, but I don't think Jameis Winston is any good. I I don't believe it. He threw his four touchdowns. I just don't believe it, and I think against the Patriots. It, it's going to be another letdown for Saints fans. 
you're not going to, you're going to be, I, I feel after this week, you're going to be rushing this dude out the door. You're going to be trying to, you're going to be all up on, you know, uh, the management office's ass, I guess, to rush Taysom him out the Hill. door. Yeah, Taysom yeah. Hill coming in soon. Brandon, what are you thinking? <laughs> um, <laughs> are you clicking a pen, Nick? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Sounded like you were calling balls and strikes. You're a little quicker than the umpire. Hey, we're done with baseball. Yeah. No, but um, they're, the Saints offense honestly just reminds me a lot of the Lions. They don't have any receivers on the outside to throw the football to at all. And, you know, Troutman and Jawan Johnson don't, you know, they don't make a TJ Hawkinson, so. It's kind of even. I mean, he has Kamara basically. That's what Jameis Winston has to work with is Alvin Kamara, and, and they played some pretty tough defenses too. But yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't be starting Jameis Winston this week. I wouldn't really want to start any players on the Saints at all. I mean, obviously you start Kamara if you have him, but I wouldn't be looking forward to it. All right, let's move on to running backs here. Brandon, who do you have a running back stud for week three? Uh, I actually picked Miles Sanders. I believe that's the Monday night game, right? Going against it the is. Cowboys. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, he's averaging 16 touches per game. Um, the way you've seen running backs used against Dallas so far, uh, Fournette had seven targets. Gio Bernard had three. Austin Neckler had nine targets last week, made nine catches. Um, I think you can expect to see Sanders involved in the passing game a lot this week. He's broken some big plays so far this year. He's had a few plays over 20 yards already. Um, I don't think the Cowboys defense is necessarily strong anywhere. So I think they can kind of be had. Um, I think you can expect Miles Sanders to put up a pretty big game this week. Nick, what are your thoughts on Miles Sanders? I hope he does. <laughs> but, yeah, I uh, I agree. Dallas isn't a great D. And maybe they um, – they might split. I guess Gainwell. Gainwell does get some looks. They can He's kind of in like a Tony Paul, lesser Tony Pollard situation, from what I've been seeing the past two weeks. But I think, uh, yeah. I. I mean, I think it's going to be the air show. But I feel like the Eagles are going to be passing the ball quite a bit, and hopefully Sanders rakes in some of those targets. I could see him ending up with a touchdown, uh, like a little fifteen-yard catch and run or whatever. But, I believe he's had five targets both games so far. Yeah, so they are looking his way in the passing game. And I think, you know, Monday night, uh, prime time, and, you know, I feel like this kind of matchup goes way back. Eagles versus Cowboys is always a big game. Um, huh. I Yeah, I agree. I And I want to agree. I want, it, I want you to be right. So I'm going to jump on your wagon here and – Ride it to the end zone. <laughs> he's, had, he's had five and two targets, so yeah, well, five and five. yeah. Okay, that's my biggest concern. Is, yeah, are they going to yeah. throw him the ball? If if they decide to get him involved in the passing game, I think Miles Sanders can have a big week for sure. But are they going to trust him with getting those targets, or is it more of like uh, Kenneth Gainwell is kind of like the James White role on this team? Uh, is he? Are they going to be bringing him in to be getting, you know, catches out of the backfield? It's only week three. Uh, if you're a Miles Sanders owner, 
you you definitely hope that it's him getting those targets and Kenneth Gainwell is not taking too much away from him. I will say the, uh, you know, Sanders is a great talent and uh, this is just his overall like fantasy outlook for, you know, since he's been in the league, the Eagles just never seem to consistently use him. They haven't found out how to use him, I guess, or I, I wish the consistency was there, but it's still, even at this point, two games into this season, it's like, all right, how he's getting the looks, he's getting the bit like the workload, the bigger workload in the backfield. But even then, it's still not fully, you know, he doesn't completely own it. And I feel like that's the way it's always been. I, I, I hope in time he does, but, you know, I, his usage has always been inconsistent. And that's something that worries me and I feel should worry any, uh, fantasy owners to draft him as like their number one, I guess. I don't know how you guys feel about that take, but <laughs> that's yeah, kind no, of my that look a on it. concern of mine going into drafts. That's why I don't own, I don't have Miles Sanders in any of my teams because it seems like the Eagles, you're right, always try to use two or three backs all the time. So who, uh, who was your running back stud this week, Nick? Uh, my running back stud is at Austin Eckler. Uh, Chiefs run D is pretty suspect. Uh, running backs have had some pretty good games against them. And I think Eckler this week is just primed for mo- a monster game, another monster game, I guess. But I think the offense with the Chargers is going to run through him for the most part. And, uh, you know, I, I just think I could see him coming down with three touchdowns, high-scoring game with the Chiefs. A division game. This guy could have a monster day and he could easily break over, you know, a hundred all purpose yards. I would call that. Uh, what do you think, Tyler, as the lifelong Austin Eckler apologist? <laughs> no, I like the call. I can see him playing as a guitar in the end zone come Sunday. Like you just mentioned, Kansas City, their, their defense has not looked good. Um, Lamont Jackson just ran all over them on uh, Sunday night. So, uh, and he just had nine catches last week against uh, Dallas, right? So, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think they're going to look for look to get him out in space. I think he's going to get some carries. Uh, I'm still not concerned about Barry Roundtree or Justin Jackson. They they get mixed in every once in a while, but uh, that's still uh, Austin Eckler's backfield uh, for now. Brandon, real quick on Eckler. Uh, yeah, I like Eckler usually every week. Um, yeah. He usually gets a lot of opportunities between the passing game and the running game. So, yeah. All right, I'll finish off the studs here. My stud, speaking of Baltimore from last week, I'm going to go with uh, Tyson Williams. Uh, he's at Detroit. Speaking of teams that can't stop the run, uh, Detroit's brutal. They, uh, <laughs> or I guess running backs, I should say. Uh, Elijah Mitchell had uh, over 100 in a touchdown week one. Aaron Jones just scored four touchdowns against them Monday night. Um, last week, Tyson Williams against Kansas City had 13 carries for se- uh, 77 yards. Pretty good. Uh, Latavius Murray does scare me a little bit. He had nine carries last week, but uh, I still think Williams is going to lead lead the backfield in carries. Now, Lamar Jackson might end up with more rushes by the end of the night, but, um, you know, we'll see. There's just – Baltimore just loves running the football. 
Uh, so, and I think the way to beat Detroit is you just, you know, you know, you can run all over that team. So, you know, good running team uh, playing Detroit. They're just going to pound the rock. And I think Tyson Williams is going to uh, leave the backfield and carry. So I think he's going to be in for a big day. Anything to add to that, fellas? I see what you're doing, attacking the Detroit run defense every week for the running back stuff. You, you just, you just got to find that team to pick on. And the Detroit Lions rush defense. No, honestly, where you, from where you go, the watching Tyson Williams run the ball, I feel like they should give him more work. Honestly, yeah, he looks, he looks good. explosive, man. That dude looks good. Yeah, yeah. But no, I agree with you. Detroit's a terrible defense. Honestly, both of them could have decent games. Latavius Murray yeah, and Tyson Williams. But. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think Lamar's in for a huge day as well, though. Yeah. I think he's. It could be the whole team. I mean, the whole team could be in for a huge yeah. day, but yeah. hopefully, it's the run game that really gets it done to back up your call. Yeah. I agree, Tyson Williams. He's the guy to own. Uh, Latavius Murray gets his fair share. He gets a decent amount of goal line work. He's got a touchdown in each game he's played in. So, I would, you know, I'd start Murray just for you know the touchdown capability. Hopefully, you get one. Maybe two if you're lucky, and Tyson Williams just for everything else, you know, the count stats, and he sh- he should have a pretty good day. righty, let's move on to the duds, Brandon. Who's your running back dud? Yeah, so my running back dud this week is Joe Mixon, playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I know Mixon's gotten a ton of work so far this year. He's had 49 carries between the two games. He just hasn't been involved in the passing game the way people thought. You know, now that Gio left, he's had four targets the first game and two targets the second game. Um, he only had 71 total yards versus the Chicago Bears. No touchdowns. And in the past, he's been very touchdown dependent. And I can see that happening again this year. I just, their offensive line is brutal. And Joe Burrow doesn't have time to throw. I feel like, you know, you can see a lot of three and outs. And... Yeah, I just – if he's not scoring a touchdown, I feel like he's not going to be worth starting every week. I understand he's – you know, you drafted him highly and you will be starting him, and I could be eating my words at the end uh, next week like I did with Terry McLaurin. But, yeah, Joe Mixon, I don't – I he might have been my um, breakout running back, I think, on the – or he my was. money in the bank. He might have been one of those. He might have been my money in the bank or breakout. But, I mean, that off – he – Burrow was sacked four times again last week. He was sacked five times the week before. Mixon just has nowhere to go. I, if he's not involved in the passing game a lot, I don't think he's going to be an RB1 on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, he might – yeah. Drafting him was juicy because he was lower round value, maybe like third. You could pick him up in like third, fourth round. And it was just because of the workload, you know, but – the workload doesn't mean anything if he's just getting like stuffed at the line or every every carry, you know. Um, yeah, against Pittsburgh, I'm out. I would definitely not saying obviously you don't drop them or start sitting them every week, but this week you have better options. Um, I would consider it. I mean, you don't want to sit a guy like Mixon, but um. Pittsburgh has shown clearly that, you know, they aren't giving anything up on the ground. And I don't think that's going to change with uh, since he's poor offensive line. 
Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd bench him, but I definitely wouldn't draft him in, in daily or like, you know, bank on him having a, a huge game. I think the way to beat Pittsburgh is kind of take some deep shots. And when you got T Higgins and Jamar chase on your team on the outside, I think that uh, it's a good game to kind of go to those two guys. I, I wouldn't try pounding the rock against Pittsburgh. Kenyon Drake. Uh, I'm not saying like he's anything special, but he had like nine yards on seven carries last week. Awful. Uh, I think TJ Watt was even out of the game for most of the game or some of it. And I don't know. He should be back. I don't I hadn't checked in the TJ Watt injury report, but uh, obviously he's a top 10. I think he was ranked top 10 in, out of the players this offseason. Like, so he's a, obviously one of the better defensive players in the league. Um, yeah, I don't see Mixon really doing a ton against Pittsburgh. So I'm with you on the dud. Nick, who's your dud? Uh, my dud is going to be Tony Gibson, uh, Washington football team. Um, why, why'd you, is that like your boy? Why are you calling him Tony Gibson? Isn't it Antonio? Antonio Gibson. Yeah, it was just, it was just quick. It, Antonio Gibson. I am sorry. Is that All a right. teacher thing? No, no, no. It's a, it's a hot nut to not hop on the Kirk Cousins train thing. Oh, so, oh, so. all right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> anyway, Antonio Gibson, uh, yeah, I don't see him having a great week this week, especially with Buffalo. Buffalo is also another tough team to run against. They just shut out Miami. I don't know how their backfield did. Gaskin didn't have a great game, right, Tyler? You would know against Buffalo. No, he didn't do anything special. He had, like, in PPR, he had, like, yeah. four catches for 40-something yards, so it was, like, okay, but he didn't rush for anything, really. Yeah, if, yeah I mean, if, if, he, if he's going to catch – uh, if he's going to get some targets and he's going to catch some balls and take them, maybe. But I'm foreseeing uh, another disappointing performance from Antonio Gibson against Buffalo uh, this week, especially, you know, it's another great D. They've been, I mean, for the most part, they did lock down Pittsburgh. Najee Harris did not have a good game week one. They shut out Dolphins week two. And, you know, against the uh, Heineke's a rookie, right? Or is this is he a second year? Was he there no, last he, year? He's like he twenty seven or something. Oh, yeah. really? All right. Yeah, he was playoffs. I just haven't. Yeah. Hey, I haven't. Oh, yeah, that's right. I just I haven't seen much of him. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I he's my he's my dud for this week. Okay. Tyler, yeah. What do you no, think? I'm, uh, I can see it. Uh, kind of a, a lower week than. People projected for Mr. Gibson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, going into the season, everyone just thought he was going to play the McCaffrey role, and I still see J.D. McKissick going out there on third downs and in the hurry-up offense, and they're not taking him off the field. <laughs> so <laughs> if he got duped, Ron Rivera is a con artist, all right, telling everybody all this stuff, the coaching staff saying all this stuff, and uh you know, they're not, they're not, they're not done with McKissick for whatever reason. So he's going to be out there. Tough matchup for sure. You mentioned Najee Harris week one did not do anything against this Buffalo defense. They just shut out Miami. Right. So um, yeah, I'm not high on the Redskins entire team. So this, this, all this Sunday, I should say in, in Buffalo. Anything to add, Brandon? I feel the exact same way as you guys, honestly. Yeah. Okay. I just, if, as long as you see McKissick involved on all like all the third downs, he's if if they're down, he's out there a ton. You're just not going to get 
from Gibson, what people thought going into the year, he was drafted maybe around where Mixon was going, I think, maybe a little bit later than that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that first week was just a mirage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to go super-duper quick on my running back dud because it kind of correlates a little bit with my wide receiver stud. Uh, I got Daryl Henderson um, or Sony Michelle. Uh, it looks like Daryl Henderson – you know, obviously, if he's if he's healthy and good to go, then I say he's the dud. But if he's out for any reason, I know he was banged up last week. He uh, is questionable going into Sunday. If even if it's Sony Michelle, then he's the dud. <laughs> whoever whoever is the Rams running back on Sunday is my dud against Tampa Bay in their strong front seven. Uh, I think the way to uh, beat Tampa Bay is through the air. Uh, their pass defense has not looked good this season. Dak Prescott went off on them week one. Uh, even Matt Ryan did a little bit against them. I know Calvin Ridley had a pretty decent game. Cal, uh, Kyle Pitts had like 70 yards. So you can throw a little bit on Tampa Bay this year, it seems. Uh, just can't really run on them much. So um, I'm out on Daryl Henderson and or Sonny Michelle um, from the Rams. But I'm going to quickly go into wide receiver studs now because uh, a guy I have as my wide receiver stud is Cooper Cup, the wide receiver from uh, the Rams. Um, again, at all the reasons I just mentioned about Tampa Bay, not good through the air. You can attack, uh, you can attack them that way. Um, also, Tampa Bay's offense has been on fire, so this could this could very well turn into a huge shootout where uh, the Rams are trailing in the fourth quarter and they got to just air it out and try to get some yards to uh, get some points here. And uh, I just think the first two weeks, Stafford on his new team, he found he found the receiver he had a good connection with. And unfortunately for Robert Woods, Tyler, it was Tyler Higby. It's, it's Cooper cup. He's just throwing to him 10 times a game and Cooper cups had two monster weeks in a row. And I think, uh, I think that continues in week three against Tampa Bay. I can't argue with you. I mean, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know if this is a joke or not, but I can see it being real Cooper cup and Matt Stafford have breakfast every morning. I guess they're like boys now. So it's clearly like his favorite target. And uh, it's worked out because Cooper Cup is having monster games. If he continues at this pace, he'll be the number one receiver by the end of the year. He'll be putting up like a Devontae Adams type of year if uh, this projection continues. And Tampa Bay, like you said, rush defense, great. Pass defense, not so much. Could be a shootout. Nice little – uh. Oh, yeah, I, I can see fireworks pretty much on both sides of the ball. And Cooper Cup could be leading that, leading that charge. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I'm definitely on Cooper Cup this week. Uh, you'll hear my stud in a few minutes, and I'm going with this game as well. I think um, I think I saw something earlier that said Cooper Cup had like 34% of Matthew Stafford targets so far. So he's seen like a huge percentage of Matthew Stafford's passes. Um yeah, I think Cooper Cup, like Tyler said, I think this game could definitely be the kind of game script where Matthew Stafford's throwing the ball a lot. Cooper Cup could have another huge game. And, you know, yeah, I'm right there with you guys. All right. Who's your uh, wide receiver stud, Brandon? And my wide receiver stud is Robert Woods this week, another <laughs> Los Angeles Rams player. <laughs> Bobby Trees. Uh, he went from week one. He had an 80, He only played on 84% of the snaps. He was on 96% of the snaps last week. He ran more routes. 
He saw nine targets last week. He's already had four red zone targets. Um, he was definitely improved in his overall production last week. He had five catches and 64 yards. Like we have mentioned already, I think this game, especially with Tampa Bay's run defense and Henderson being hurt, this could be a game where the Rams throw a lot. I think you could see Cooper Cup and Robert Woods both eat this week. So those are my thoughts on that. Tyler? I'm with it. I, I would definitely be starting. I am starting Robert Woods in one of my leagues. Um, yeah, you know, it's been – it's kind of been the Cooper Cup show the first two weeks, but let's not forget Rob, Robert Woods, you know, is probably a top 15 receiver going into the season. And um, on any given Sunday, you know, he could eventually uh, – you know, get more points in the Cooper Cup. You know, I just, I didn't, like you mentioned there, <laughs> Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford uh, eating uh, breakfast, talking routes. But, <laughs> uh, you know, he needs to remember he's got good old Robert Woods over there who's a pretty good receiver as well. So uh, I think both those guys you mentioned can can be in for big days. I don't think it's just one receiver that's, you know, it's, I think it's both of them. So I, yeah, I can't disagree with you guys. I think that game in general is just start any wide receiver you can both sides of the ball I think Cooper Cup has a bigger day but I think Robbie Trees um, still has his his production and he might have the how's he been doing by the way um, this year Robert Woods he, uh, he been... had he had like three catches and a touchdown in the first game he outside the touchdown he didn't score a lot like he had like yeah. 30 yards or something like that but the second I, game, he was like five for 65 or five for seven, like 60-something. Okay. Yeah. More I, targets. I think, he had nine targets in the second game, so he was definitely more involved. I Yeah, I, I think he's going to – this will probably be his best game to date this year. That's uh, – I'll predict that. All right. Who's your uh, who's your stud this week at wide receiver, Nick? So I, I was going to go DJ Moore, and uh, I'll save that for Brandon. I, I'm going to go with Devonta Smith on uh, Philly. Uh, the Monday night game against Dallas, we were talking about how their defense is and ain't they right home about. I think that can easily end up in a shootout situation. And uh, Devonta Smith seems to be the guy to uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, I think he has a big game. I mean, I think that's going to be a back and forth type of battle. Um if Dallas can easily put up numbers and it could, you know, kind of run away from the running game and um, Jalen Hurts probably going to have to make some plays, make some throws. And I think Devonta Smith can have a nice little – I know he had a great week one. I don't know how he did week two. Uh, I know Eagles kind of sucked it up a little bit. Um, I think this could be a little bit of a coming out party for him. Um I don't have much else to say. He's still fresh. He this could backfire him easily, but I think he's a great play this week. I don't know how you guys feel about inserting him into lineups, but um, I would be inserting him into mine in most leagues. I think he's so far at the wide receiver position. He's definitely been Hurts' number one target. I mean, he might be the number one target overall on that team. Um I, I believe in Hurts. I think Smith's, you know, I think he's only set to rise. I, I think he's nasty. But, yeah, I don't know if I'd be starting him this week yet, personally, if I had better options. But I like him. I like Devonta Smith a lot. So, 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I don't know, like, just Eagles in general. Hurts likes to spread the ball around a lot. Uh, he puts up he puts up big games because he's always rushing too. He's got that floor kind of like we mentioned with uh, with Daniel Jones so far this year. Um, so Hurts is always like a top ten quarterback every week. But when you look at his passing numbers, they're not like anything spectacular. Uh, and there's usually not one receiver who has. I think last week. Most of his yards went to Quez Watkins on a long – I think he threw like 99 yards to him, right? It was 90, like 90 it, was like a, it was a 90. It was a big – yeah. yeah it was, a yeah, it was one big catch. Right. And besides that, like, you know, Devonta Smith had an okay game, but nothing nothing spectacular. So, um, I don't know. Through a receiver position, I think you might be able to just find uh, maybe a couple more, you know, guys at that position who – you feel a little bit more confident and getting more targets or, you know, having bigger games. But um, I think the future for Devonta Smith, I think as the weeks go on, he's just going to get better and better. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, uh, I'll say, I'm not going to sit here and say he's better. Cause you, like you said, there are better options. I'm just saying yeah. he could have a good week. I'll say he has like a, I'm going to say he has like a top 15 receiver week. I don't know. I don't know. Let's say that. That's my prediction. I'm not. Okay. I'm not going to try and convince you guys otherwise. I just. All right. My personal opinion. Let's get into the dozen. Before we do, there's a quick question, though. Who are you taking this week? If you you had to start between Devonta Smith or Rondell Moore. Ooh, Devonta Smith or Rondell Moore. Both great matchups. That's tough. I might go with. I'll go with DeAndre. I mean, DeAndre. I'll go with Devonta Smith. I'll go with DeAndre Hopkins over both. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I just think – I think top 15 is a little too high. That's just my – Yeah, opinion. yeah. I, I, I think I get your high on him, uh, but I'm just – I'm not that high on Devonta Smith at this moment. So. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's get into duds, Brandon. Who's your who's your dud at wide receiver? Uh, it's LaVisca. LaVisca Chenault. Chenault. Playing the Cardinals this week, um, I think he had like an all-time low for production last week. Would he have seven targets for negative three receiving yeah, yards? Negative three receiving yards, yes. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like he was drafted the highest out of Jags receivers this year, and he's been the third most productive behind Marvin Jones and DJ Shark. I don't know. I I don't really see it with him personally. Lawrence has thrown a ton, and he just really hasn't put up any numbers. I mean, their offense hasn't been great overall, to be honest, but I just feel like he's been the worst receiver out the bunch. I wouldn't want any part of playing him right now, so I would look elsewhere. Yeah, I'm, like, kind of out on all the Jaguars receivers this week. We're playing uh, Arizona. We saw what they did against Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry, not Tampa Bay, Tennessee. So they did against Tennessee with the pass rush and uh, Jacksonville's line sucks. And uh, Trevor Lawrence under pressure, I, I'm not feeling that. Uh, He's so one, yeah. been one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in all football. Yeah, and, yeah, he hasn't even looked that good, right? So I'm, I'm out on that team until I see improvement from, from, from everything, from the line, the quarterback. And, you know, there's always a chance Jones can keep, catch a deep one, but that's still – Chenault – 
kind of, I'm kind of, you're right. I'm kind of down on him right now. I think he's got some targets here and there, but I haven't seen anything out of him in the first two weeks. That makes me want to. No, he's gotten a ton game. of targets so far. He's gotten 16 yeah. targets so far this year. Yeah, but they he go has, for like five yards. He has right? 47 like a, receiving yards. Yeah. So in a stand, okay. In a PPR league, uh, if you have to put him in your flex, go ahead. In a standard league, I'm out because I have him in my standard league and I'm negative three yards. I'm sorry. Get out. That's You're in my lineup this week. That's Michael tough Pittman to... is now in my lineup and he's out. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's tough to, uh, it's tough to watch when you get one of those types of games. It's tough to like trust him to put him back in again. And I, I, yeah, I would wait. I'm more of a, now he fell into wait and see. Uh, I'm not just going to throw him in my flex or my lineup until. He shows me like two good games or two decent little games before I'm sitting there trusting him again. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Marvin Jones and DJ Shark have been doing better. They'd be the guys to own to me at this point. And I would be down on Chanel Chanel as well. Who's your dud, Nick? Uh, I don't really have anybody for a dud. I would say uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is going to be my dud. Yeah. I, I know, I know. It's, it's supposed to be a shootout, but Mike Evans has, you know, great games, and they'll come back with, you know, a little three-catch performance for 20 yards or whatever. Um, and they're going up against the Rams, so he might be getting the uh, – between him and Godwin, he might be getting the Ramsey treatment, depending on what side of the field he's on. But, oh, you, you – Tyler, you – you seem in such disbelief. Tyler's right got all the cornerback receiver matchups. I yeah. I said last week Michael Pittman was going to get the Ramsey treatment, and Michael Pittman had the best game. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. So, had, can I just ask you a question, though, I, uh, before you move on? It doesn't look like Antonio Brown's going to be playing this game, though. He's got – He's had a pass like two negative COVID tests before the game, and they're looking like it's... yeah, that's not happening. So um, even with Antonio Brown out, you have Mike Evans as a dud. I I I do. I I feel like Mike Evans is just one of those inconsistent guys. Like he'll have the great weeks, or he'll have you know go out and he'll put up a you know in PPR a five point week. You know, it, and, like a little bit of a dud. And, and he was and like, I, he was like that before Antonio too. Yeah, but even before Antonio, uh, he still has Gronk. Brady still has Godwin. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I just kind of picked one out of a hat. I was looking at all the matchups because I, I, it was kind of hard for me to find one. And I, me knowing Mike Evans, kind of watching his uh, performances over the years, I just think this could easily be. You think it's going to be one of those lights out matches where it's just going to be. Touchdowns through the air galore, and he's going to be left out. But I would love to hear your takes. No, I don't know. I'm just uh, – I don't know. I'm, I'm not willing to bet on Evans being a dud after he just scored two touchdowns last week. And for me, it's with, with Antonio Brown out of the lineup. I think Brady's going to rely heavily on, on Evans. Yeah, he'll see a lot more volume this week for sure. Right. All right, I'm going to move on to my wide receiver dud here. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Marquez Calloway from the Saints. Uh, I already mentioned Jameis Winston earlier for my QB dud. Uh, Calloway is just, you know, the preseason, everyone had so much hype on him. He looked great during the preseason. 
But in the first two weeks, he hasn't been anything. This guy's like kind of MIA out on the field. I haven't really seen much of him. Uh, New England's got a, a tough secondary. JC Jackson looks good. Uh, they got McCordy at safety. Uh, plenty of good pl- playmakers in that secondary. I just don't see Jameis Winston having a good good game, which means I don't really see my kids Callaway having having any significant fantasy uh, production. So, Brandon, you you uh, playing Callaway this week? Benching nah. Yeah, no, I was. I liked Callaway coming into the year too. I was definitely pumped about, like you said, the preseason performance that he had. And coming into the year, he's the number one receiver in their offense. Um, Jameis Winston was always known to sling it around in Tampa, so you were hoping kind of, you know, you could get some of that. But it seems like Peyton has just completely uh, put the training wheels on Jameis Winston. You just kind of settled that offense down. He doesn't want Winston throwing it around the field. Callaway, I think, has like five or six total targets this year. That's it. He's... um. When he does throw it to the receivers, it's, you know, Deontay Harris gets sprinkled in, Callaway a little bit. He doesn't really – he doesn't have, like, a, a set target that he's going to just throw the ball to a ton. Go to, right. Yeah. And, until, until Michael Thomas returns. Yeah, and like you said, especially and against the Patriots' defense, too, you're not going to – it isn't like this is going to be the game that Callaway breaks out. and. No, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be playing Callaway anywhere. I wouldn't be playing him in DFS. It doesn't matter the price. I'll find somebody else. All right, let's move on to tight ends here, Brandon. Who's your tight end stud? Yeah, so my tight end stud is Logan Thomas. Um, he's playing against the Buffalo Bills this week. We already talked about their defense. I know they have a tough, tough defense. They haven't really played any top tight ends this year. Um, Thomas has caught eight of 10 targets, 75 yards. He has a touchdown. Seven of those 10 targets came last week with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Um I, like we were talking about earlier, we were kind of debating whether this game would be a shootout or a low-score matchup. I kind of could see this game, the way that Buffalo throws the ball and the way that Washington's defense has been, I can kind of see this game going as like more of a shootout. And I think Logan Thomas will just be involved that much more. Um, No, yeah, I like Thomas this week. I like Thomas in general. This week's tough, though. I already uh, mentioned earlier in the show, I'm kind of out on, like, all the Redskins players. So, obviously, that would include Logan Thomas. But the tight end position is so hard right now. That's why the beginning of, of the year, uh, before the drafts happened, I was I was very high on drafting, like, a Travis Kelsey or a Darren Waller. Yep. Uh, just because you're seeing it now. Like, some of these guys – that you drafted the top 10, top 15, they're hit or miss, right? Even Logan Kittle. Thomas seems to even be Kittle a guy. So far. What is it? I said even George Kittle, who was oh, yeah, drafted right. at the top as a top three guy. Well, I, I think Logan Thomas is a tight end that matchup proof. You, you got to play him and hope he, and hope for the best because uh, your second option is probably not as good as Logan Thomas. <laughs> like your backup tight end is not going to have a better game probably than Logan Thomas. Whoever your backup, if you even have a backup tight end, I don't have a backup tight end. I drafted Kelsey and Waller in the first, second rounds of my leagues, and I don't even have that's it. I don't, if one of those guys get hurt or a bye week comes, then I'll scoop one off the waiver wire, but I don't have a backup tight end. I just play those guys every week, set it and forget. But um, all right, my tight end stud though, uh, I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard. I know we were talking about Devonta Smith, how Jalen Hurts have to spread the ball around, but uh, it's looking like Zach Ertz is going to be out Sunday with COVID-19. 
which means Goddard's going to play probably every snap uh, at tight end on offense for them. Um, and I think, you know, the Cowboys mentioned you can beat them in the air, but also the tight end position hasn't been too bad against them as well. Uh, Rob Gronkowski had two touchdowns against them uh, first on week one. Um, Jared Cook had a long touchdown taken away on a penalty call, but, you know, as another example of a tight end having a big play against them. And, uh, you know, we mentioned Devonta Smith and guys like Jalen Rago. They're not really target hogs. Like, so I don't think, like, he's going to be not getting his looks as well. I think Goddard's going to be a guy when they're near the goal line that they're going to be actually looking to, towards. So, um, again, I mentioned, like, I'm not – I'm not, like – Super, super high on Goddard, but if there's a guy that I think is going to have a better week than usual, I'm going to roll the dice with Goddard this week. Yeah, no, I like Dallas Goddard this week. Like you said, Ertz being out definitely helps. He seemed like he's one of Hurts, um, like players that he likes to target a lot. I think he goes Devonta Smith, Rager, and then I think Dallas Goddard comes in at number three in targets on the Eagles right now. Um like you said, he should be playing every snap this week. It should be kind of a – I mean, the Cowboys, I feel like – well, I shouldn't say they're always involved in the shootout because last week uh, that Chargers game, I think, hit the under. But, yeah, I, I definitely could uh, see Goddard putting up putting up a decent game this week. Didn't he have a touchdown call back last week or something? I thought Goddard got in the end zone once and had a call back. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I know he, he, had, a, he had a touchdown week the, one against Atlanta. Hmm. I just uh, – Good question. Because if he did, I didn't see it. I must have. That must have been the uh, thirty seconds I get up to yeah. use the bathroom on Grab Sunday to, uh, during red zone. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Who's your tight end, Doug Brandon, for uh, week three? So, just like Joe Mixon, I'm not saying you shouldn't start this guy. Uh, my tight end, Doug, is Mark Andrews. I know he's going against the Lions, um, but like I said, I think this game could be one of those matchups where Baltimore goes up early and then just kind of plays conservatively runs the ball with, like we talked before Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray. Um, so far this year, Mark Andrews has only seen 10 targets. He's gotten no red zone targets at all. Watkins, uh, Sammy Watkins and Marquise Brown lead the team in targets. So I don't know. He was being drafted as like the number four or five tight end. I think number five, maybe I, I don't feel he's lived up to that really. And I, I was on him coming into the season. I just, this week, like I said, I know I always like to like kind of think of how the game script is going to go in my head. And for some reason, I can just see this being a game where Baltimore runs the ball a lot. Kind of out on Mark Andrews this week. Yeah, he does seem to be a little touchdown dependent, right? Like he's not going to get you eight, nine catches like Kelsey or Wall right, or guys right. like that. Hawkinson might, is up there like seven, eight usually too, right? Um yeah, it's almost, and he's not going to get you a ton of yards either. It's almost like you need Andrews to get get you in the end zone at least once a game to uh, put up uh, those tight end one numbers. And uh, no, I'm totally with you on the. I told you Tyson Williams earlier in the show. Uh, I'm Lamar Jackson. I can see them running the option like the whole game and just <laughs> just running it every play. And Detroit's not going to be able to stop them. So yeah, I don't I don't see Lamar Jackson throwing the ball much in this one. I'm I'm totally with you on that. Uh, my tight end, Dud, uh, I'm going Eric Ebron from Pittsburgh. I think I still saw his roster in like 22% of ESPN fantasy leagues. I think he's a clean drop uh, at this point. Uh, he's got one catch in two games. Not good. 
Uh, and it's looking like Pat Fryermuth is kind of like the guy now to roster on this team. He just had four catches for them uh, last week. I'm not saying they pick up Fryermuth. He's anything special. But I just think that uh, as the year goes on, they're looking to uh, utilize Fryermuth more, and we'll see less of Eric Ebron. Uh, not to mention they play Cincinnati, who uh, is kind of sneaky good against tight ends. Cole Komet from the Bears uh, only had one catch last week against them. So, Yeah, I agree. I From what I was reading going into the season, I kind of thought that uh, Fearmuth, Firemuth, however you say his name, would uh, be yeah, taking over. Fryermuth. Fryermuth. Yeah. yeah, that he would be taking over at some point, especially in the receiving aspect of the game. Um I feel like Ebron is kind of just there as a veteran presence at this point. He's probably teaching the young kid the ropes. And, well, yeah, like you said, he's had one catch between two games. I mean, droppable at this point. Drop him. Cut him just loose. Him. All right. Time to move on to the Take Your Pick segment. Also, for all you listeners out there, Nick, he's still with us. But he had a dad issue. Uh, if you heard before, before his last words, uh, it was the sound of a baby crying. That was Nick running off. So he'll be yelling at him. He might be back. He's, uh, he's, he's with us. Oh, there he is on cue. Nick's putting the headphones back on and he's back with us. Nick, how you doing? Oh man, pretty good. He he heard my, uh, Mike Evans take and he just had a (laughs) poop explosion. (laughs) (laughs) No way. I had to go on that one. Had to go what I assist. wanted to do, just cry at the <laughs> yeah. end of take. Yeah. But uh, all right, we're going to move on, Nick, to the take your pick segment. I'm going to cool. really quickly go through how we did last week, and then I'll give you the five uh, for week three to take your pick. So last week, um, by the way, real quick, I got to go over the segments. I need to do a better job of doing that. So uh, every week, starting from week one, we uh, go through five scenarios where we all take our pick. It could be uh, more yards and over under for a player, but you'll get the hang of it as we go through the segment. Uh, for the uh, as of last week, me and Brandon were three and two. Uh, Nick picked with us last week, so he'll start his record uh, going into this week. So um, last week we said Antonio Gibson over seventy rushing yards. We all picked yes. Antonio Gibson finished with sixty nine <laughs> rushing yards, so uh, we uh, missed that by a by a yard. Yep. So uh, we all started off 0-1. Uh, more receiving yards, T. Higgins or Allen Robinson. We all picked Higgins, and Higgins ended up with 60. Robinson had 24, so we all got that point there. We are now 1-1. One one. More all-purpose yards, Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey. We all picked McCaffrey, who uh, McCaffrey ended up with 137 total yards, and Kamara ended up with 30 total yards. Kamara only had five rushing yards. Oof. All right. Then we went on to more receptions. Amari Cooper or Keenan Allen? Nick and I picked Keenan Allen. Brandon picked Amari Cooper. They both kind of had low totals, but Keenan (laughs) Allen with the victory. Keenan (laughs) Allen had four. Amari Cooper had three. I was expecting uh, that to be like nine to eight. Yeah, right. Mm, Something like that. And the very last one, Monday Night Football, DeAndre Swift over 100 all-purpose yards. Again, Nick and I said yes. Brandon said no. And Brandon was right in this case. No, because DeAndre Swift had 78 all-purpose yards. So, last week we all finished 3-2. and two. So, for the season, Nick's record is 3-2. and two. Brandon and I are six are both 6-4 and four on the year. 
So, guys, five new scenarios this week. Are you ready? Ready. Ready. All right. Thursday night football, Brandon Cooks over 69 and a half receiving yards. Brandon. Over. Nick. Under. I'm going to go over. So, remember, we're writing this down. You're going to keep score of this. So, me and Brandon are over, and Nick is under. All right, next one. More rushing yards on Sunday. David Montgomery or Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. I will also go Nick Chubb. So all three of us pick Nick Chubb. More receptions on Sunday. DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett. I will go DK. I will go Tyler Lockett. All right. Lamar Jackson on Sunday. Over 99 and a half rushing yards. Over. Uh, Over for sure. I'm also going to go over. And the last one, Monday Night Football. More total yards. So this is rushing and passing combined. Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott? Jalen Hurts. Wait, what is it, rushing? It's rushing and passing together. Rushing and passing combined. Um. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go, Jalen. I will also go. Jalen hurts. Damn, that was a tough one. We pick all the same ones this week, Tyler. I think me and you, Brandon, are five for five this time. So we'll have to see how Nick does. To uh... oh, do I have two? How many different ones do I have? You have two. You have two different ones. Okay. Wait, I think. Yeah, you have two different ones. Yep. You said Brandon Cooks would be under sixty-nine and a half. We both picked over for receiving yards. And then you picked Metcalf for more receptions. Me and Brandon picked Lockett. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys ready to move on to Money in the Bank segment time? I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Right. I'll, I'll start us off this week because I usually always defer here. Last week, I absolutely swung for the fence, and I absolutely missed. I struck out. Uh, so I said K.J. Hamler from the Denver Broncos would have over 75 receiving yards. They didn't really throw to him much. Uh, So that was a big fat. No, he only had like five receiving yards. So I was way off Uh, this week. My money in the bank prediction for week three is that Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson are both going to finish as the top two quarterbacks in fantasy points. For week three. Mm. And you can take that to the bank. I'm swinging for the fences again there with that one. Why? Who's going to have more points than those guys? I'm not saying anybody, but I would take the field. Are you talking? Yeah, are you talking like <laughs> I'll take the field over any, any position or any position or QB? QB. Top, right, just no, the top two fantasy scoring QBs in week three. Man, yeah, I don't know. No. I don't know which one's going to be one and two. I'm not saying like. Kyler Murray's one, Lamar Jackson's two. I'm just saying that those two guys will finish top two. Will be the Man, top you, two you sleep, You're really sleeping on Danny Jones this week. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about that? Actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me change this. 
Kirk Cousins <laughs> yeah. will join them in the top three. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Nick. Uh, What's your, what was what, what was your uh, prediction? Well, I'll, I'll, I will go. I'm, I'm going to go with DeAndre Hawkins. Well, what was your prediction last week? You just going to skip over that part? Oh, my prediction. Oh, my prediction was Calvin really would have six touchdowns. I mean, six touchdowns. <laughs> let me let me rock. Let me walk that back. I am I'm a little jumbled up right now. Six Damn. catches and two touchdowns. Damn. Six catches, two touchdowns. He had the six catches. He actually ended with seven catches. And he had a touchdown. And he had a touchdown. That is correct. Oh, so that's close. I, you were close. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, this week I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to play off you a little bit just in the Jacksonville matchup. I say he has over 100 yards receiving, two touchdowns, and – no, that's it. Over 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns. All right. Fair enough. All right, so last Thursday night I went Antonio Gibson – 100 all-purpose yards, so receiving and rushing with one total touchdown. He obviously came under the yards, and he didn't score a touchdown. So I, I failed my my money in the bank last week. This week, I'm taking another Thursday night game, DJ Moore. Will they play on Thursday again? Oh, Houston. DJ Moore versus Houston Texans. I'm going 90-plus receiving yards with a touchdown. And you can take that to the bank. Need to get into a groove here, man. We are, we are all over, right? I know. Yeah. I've only had one. So football's so hard. It's way tougher. Yeah. Way harder. It could be yeah, literally anything. But uh, all right. Yeah. Week three, guys. We're uh heading in. It's it's officially fall. We had the uh what's it called? The equinox moon. I, I don't know. I forget what it was called, but yeah, we had a big bird uh, moon in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, nice. summer's over, boys are fall. So uh, my neighbor, I'm. Can you hear my neighbor? No, guy, no. I can hear. My neighbor yells at his Call of Duty video. I think he plays Call of Duty anyway, <laughs> but he yells at the game unbelievably loud, <laughs> like domestic violence going on in the house next door. It's funny though. I've always wondered if we can come through on the mic, but I don't. I haven't heard it. I haven't uh, heard it. Or anything, but uh, all right, guys. Yeah, any uh, final words before we sign off for the night? No, I'm just uh, ready for week three, man. I'm excited. Let's it's turn so my long. season around, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My first win this big, week, big matchup between you two. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. damn. Another grand slam uh, battle going on in our uh, big well, league. good luck to you, sir. Yeah, you as well. Good luck, and congratulations guys. on your win. All right. oh. And uh, until next time, uh, me and Brandon are taking off our Kurt Cousins train. Nick, <laughs> you uh, you have fun staying behind. Until next time, everybody. <laughs> this has been Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast.